Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Bobby, And I'm Kimberly. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns, insider marketing and copywriting tips, interviews, and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. Welcome to another exciting episode of Chatting with Copywriters. Today, Bobby and I are going to be talking about landing pages and exactly what needs to be included in them. But before we dive into that, of course, Bobby and I always like to, you know, create a really random topic and see where it leads us and how it can be related back to marketing because it's more entertaining that way. So, Bobby, what is my question today? Totally not random. I gave this one lots of thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, friend. <laughs> you're 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 a marketer. So, what is the last thing that you bought intentionally online because you liked the ad? Um. Hmm. What is the last thing I bought intentionally online? Um, I'm, uh, I'm coming up blank right now. Um, let's, let's think about this. Uh, hmm. you know what? I think, um, I, I didn't necessarily see an ad for it, but I did see, um, an incentive email. So I was already on the list, Okay. already hearing about, uh, this thing that I was going to, um, and this was an upgrade. So it was an offer and it was an upgrade. So I was very much a warm audience, knew exactly what was going on. Um, and the incentive was the right price, which was uh, very interesting. So nice. the last thing that I intentionally bought online was through an email. Um, and it was interesting because I had received several messages already about this particular topic. Um, and this mm -hmm. was the one that put me over the edge. And that was to upgrade a ticket to a VIP ticket, which included um, meals during a conference that I'm going to in just a few days, actually. So that was the last thing I bought intentionally online because I really liked the approach they took. Nice. I bought a dog, um, that supersonic device thing so that you can, it's not the one that rewards them when they've done the good behavior. It gives them that really loud sound that stops them from doing the behavior that they're doing. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and it was, it was pretty cool. Cause I mean, I went through and was like, I mean, I've been trained to train my dog who's about a year and a half old. He's a Roddy lab mix and he likes to jump and he likes to mouth. He doesn't bite, mm. but he does mouth my boys, especially my youngest who, you know, hasn't figured out that when he squeals, does a lot of, you know, really high fast movements and then runs in the opposite direction that that's enticing. Chase me, chase me, chase yeah, me. That's exactly what that means. It's, Yay, chase me, playtime. So I have to get something that it, yeah, we're in the process of training, but I had to get something that gets his attention much quicker. And so it was already on my mind. And then it's amazing. Facebook ad popped right up and it was about this, you know, natural, safe way to train your dog and stop them from doing anything. And I'm like, yes, totally mine. I did that. I bought that. I bought their upsell because it was get a second one for, well, it was already half off. And then it was get a second one for half off the price I had just paid. So I'm like, yep, totally. Uh, intentionally went through. And then I went, Ooh, this was really awesome. So I went back and captured it all. And, you know, so then I went and did my screenshots cause I'm like, it grabbed my attention, grabbed my attention for a reason. So I went and grabbed all the screenshots to, to, to do go through too. Oh yeah. I, I did recently see a Facebook ad now that you remind me about it because I was looking to create a bunch of lead magnets fast and designing is not my strong suit. Um, and I saw an, uh, an ad 
for lifetime access to a designing app where you literally drop in your doc and it creates like a nice finished ebook. And I was like, oh yes, please. Okay, great. It was just perfect timing. Um, and then there were a ton of upsells, I will say. The first one I did decide to try, I mean, they did a very interesting approach where it was like, here's the upsell for everything. And then you're like, no, I don't want that. And they're like, well, we understand that it's a huge investment. How about on a monthly basis, you do the 14-day trial, see if you like the upsell, and then we'll just charge you each month. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that works fine. <laughs> because then I could stop. <laughs> um, I wasn't dedicating myself to a full year if I didn't like it. I um, mean, it worked well for me because I wanted one aspect of the upsell and I have used it like five times since I bought it and I've already recommended it to somebody else because it was just so incredibly on point. Um, so yeah, I did do that one from a Facebook ad. But quite honestly, I, I try and avoid going on Facebook uh, too much. Uh, I go into specific groups, but uh, you know, social media is one of those places you can just lose too much time. So I, li- I really am strict about how I use it. Um, but you know, uh, that, that does lead into um, our landing pages discussion because both of us saw an ad and then we were directed to a particular page related to the ad. So let's, let's dive in to uh, landing pages and how to create the right type of landing page for where your audience is coming from, which is very key. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we've already talked about the different stages of the buyer um, awareness level. And depending on where they are is going to depend on the type of landing page that you send them to, right? Absolutely. I mean, if they're if they're hyper hot and ready to buy, you know, it, what's going through their brain is, man, I wish my dog would stop jumping and would stop mouthing. And then you show them it, you show an ad that says, stop your dog from jumping and barking and biting and all those things. I go, tell me how much and where do I give my credit card information? Mm-hmm. But that's not a normal, it's not a normal path for most people actually. Cause you know, there's that's only about the 3% path. 3% about three, of people yeah, are actively looking to buy. 3% are actively looking or even 3% didn't really realize they were actively looking until you hit it perfectly. And then they became actively looking, right? So um, and that's really what, so I would, I, I would definitely fall under the 3% on that one because I, w- I was, there was a problem I knew about. I just didn't know the solution all that kind of good jazz. So for them to send me to a sales page made sense. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just got a dog and you want, you were trying dog training out, you, you may not know that this is a tool that, that exists. And so maybe all you want is to just get people on your list. So the landing page is more, here's seven to 10 different tips that you can increase the speed that you're training your dog, get them on the list and then, and then follow up with email, email, email. Here's the product that I'm trying to sell. So that's another different type of landing page that's out there. And, um, and it's, it's designed more to capture your, um, your more, your marketing information instead of your credit card. Definitely. And you know, that is the number one uh, thing you need to figure out first before creating a landing page is what is the ultimate goal from people landing on this page? Do I want them to sign up to be on an email list? Do I want to get them into a call? You know, you might like the secondary aspect of getting somebody to sign up and be on your list. But if you are immediately wanting them to go to a call, the way you structure the page is going to be different. And the people you're Mm -hmm. talking to are probably going to be different too. So, you know, do you want them on a list? Do you want to get them to a call? Do you want to sell them something? Do you want to get them to buy an introductory offer? Mm-hmm. Because that's different than, you know, selling um, the big thing, right? Uh, so, you know, it's kind of what is the goal of your landing page first? 
what is and the that's action you want them to what is the action you want them to take when they're done with the landing page? Absolutely. So once you've got the action in place, what would you recommend somebody figure out next, Bobby? Well, I'm I'm a huge fan of kind of following a structured outline. So it's I mean, the headline and lead comes first and it doesn't matter whether it's direct to the sales page or it's the long form 40,000 words, almost a, you know, small novel type landing page. Mm -hmm. You've got to capture their attention, which is always the headline, even if it's the top of the sales page that says, here's the sale, you know, and (laughs) information below. So your headline and then the lead, the next thing that comes has got to expand on the headline. And so, like I said, even if it goes add direct to sales page, there's a headline and a lead before you start typing in all your information. Um, so that's really, that's kind of the next place that I would have people start because, I mean, well, actually, you know, it's either there or it's going to be the offer. What is it that you're putting together? So really either one of those. So if you can't think of the good capture headline and lead, I would start with the offer. And if you can't think of the offer, I would start with the headline and lead. Um, to me, they're interchangeable and it just depends on on what it is that I'm writing about on where I'll start. Absolutely. And, you know, with landing pages, um, you know, they could be short, as Bobby was saying, you know, they could be short, they could be long, it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Um, and then one thing I want to point out as well is, you know, we talked about making sure you've defined the action you want people to take. And then you also want to make sure that the message matches where they came from. So are you linking to this landing page from a blog post you already host on your own? Are you linking to this page from an email they've received? Are you linking to this page from a Facebook ad? Wherever it is that you're directing people to on this landing page, you want to make sure that that headline and lead section uh, match the the promise or the idea or the words and Mm -hmm. message that they just saw so they know that they're in the right place, right? That they they clicked through and they went to the right place. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about message matching in an earlier podcast too. Definitely. But it, it's, um, it's so key to making sure that people continue to read and continue to go towards the action you want them to take. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it is, it is. In fact, I've seen the, just the difference in changing the headline and the first, you know, the headline and first sentence even to match what it is that your audience is expecting or what even what they just read you can just repeat you could almost depending on what it is you can almost repeat what they just read and it can it can increase time on page and conversion rates just from that one change alone absolutely and you know i'm also a big fan of structure so obviously you know your landing page is going to have the the headline the lead you're going to have some benefits most likely in a bullet point not always um and then of course you're going to have the place for them to take action and uh, I know Bobby and I have a, a difference of opinion on uh, how to structure the landing page and how to do the call to action. But it also really depends on what action you're wanting people to take. Um, so if you do have that long sales page, you know you might want to have more than one opportunity for people to click through to to buy. Uh, if it is very very short, if you just want to get them onto your list, you know it depends on on how big the ask is. Are you just asking for an email address? A lot of people will still hand that over. Um, so you know making sure that you have the opportunity before they start to lose interest uh, to take that action that you want them to take. I wouldn't necessarily say that we have differing opinions. I think both of us use, we use what's best and right for the action in which we need to take. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I would say if it's simply getting a name and an email, 
it's really not that simple. You still have to be able to capture their attention. You have to give them a reason on why they're forking over this information because, you know, who wants more crap in their email inbox, right? So true. So true. And so even if you're just getting an email address or a name and an email address, which is even more work for for somebody to give up, Mm -hmm. there, there still needs to be a reason why they're there. You know, you have to capture their attention. You have to explain what it is that they're getting for this information, which is why you know, sidebar, I know it's not about landing pages, but it's why on like most websites that just say, join our mailing list and oh, you know, the, the, the enter your email. Phrase. I'm like, okay, but what, do, what, do, I get nothing out of that. So I can't, you know, what, do, what's in it for me? Why do I need you to junk, junk up my mailbox? But it, it, it really is the same with a landing page. It's if the purpose is to, to build your list and then to start generating a relationship with that person, the landing page still needs to explain why are they giving me that information? What are they getting? So what is, what's the offer that I'm going to provide in exchange for you taking the action of giving me your, your contact information? Absolutely. And, and along with that, that's where a a really great opportunity for you to test is, um, is with the the button that people push, right? Um, Sign me up obviously can work, But if you're going to say, okay, download this checklist uh, to prepare yourself for your next launch, you know, changing the words to, you know, yes, I want my checklist. Uh, You know, it's positive, it's reinforcing, and it's, uh, you know, um, highlighting the benefit again for people. Uh, You know, maybe it's not a checklist, but a launch with confidence next time. Yes, I want to launch with confidence. Okay, great. That's a really uh, strong incentive for me to download what you're offering. So, um, a really great opportunity for you to test on a landing page is not only the headline, which is a great place to test, but also the words on your button. Um, because, you know, what is the type of messaging that your audience responds to and what kind of benefits do they find most intriguing? Oh, yeah. We're talking about split testing. One of my favorite <laughs> subjects. You um, like the data, you nerd. I do. I do. I do. But, um, you know, uh, it, that really goes, that goes with everything, you know, cause I mean, landing pages, no matter whether the information to collect is right up front or it's the sticky button that follows as you scroll down past the fold, the flow of the, of the information has some form of structure and background. Because if you, if you bounce around and you start with the headline and lean, you can capture them with the story and then you go into ingredients and then you jump back into the story and then you pop over to <laughs> maybe a couple of benefits and then you pop back into the story and, and you're back and forth with no intentional structure. Now, don't get me wrong. There are, there are plenty of times where that's appropriate, mm, Yes, but it's, de- it's done by design, not just because you couldn't keep a stream of consciousness long enough to finish what you were doing. Right. And so you have to make sure that you don't lose people in the order that you have. So if you start with a problem and then you don't necessarily agitate that problem, you know, in the simple formula, it's like problem, agitate, solution. Right. If you if you don't agitate that problem and you jump straight to the solution, well, you may get some people to to opt in or buy your product, depending on what it is that you're doing. But you're not going to get nearly enough because they may not connect the problem with the actual being the problem. And they certainly may not be able to to easily connect the solution with the initial problem. So you've got to agitate it and make it better and then explain why your 
whatever it is that you're providing solves their issues. You can't just give, you can't give them the solution. It's kind of like, you know, when you're teaching uh, like my 10 year old, who's learning different math, you know, he'll ask Alexa, what's nine times eight. And of course, Alexa will tell him. And then he, he just writes the number down. I'm like, but did you learn anything? You know, how do you know what's nine, you know, what's nine times eight? How do you know that Alexa's correct? Right. All those different types of things. You know, you have to be able to understand. You can't just give somebody the answer. You've mm-hmm. got to lead them all the way through it. And so, it, I mean, it's very similar. It's very similar to that. Your landing pages need to guide people to the answer, which just happens to be whatever it is that you're offering instead of just giving them the answer because then they're like, oh, well, maybe I don't need it anymore. Absolutely. You know, I, and it, it obviously depends on what you're doing, what you're asking, what your offer is, all of those really great and wonderful things. But, you know, Some people swear you must have the call to action button on a short landing page only asking for your email address above the fold. Um, But that's something that, you know, maybe if all you have is the headline and then you don't give the benefit and say, download here, uh, you know, is that enough information? Is that enough of the background and guiding them from the problem to the agitation to the solution or guiding them to, uh, you know, what's in it for them? Is it not or is it an annoyance or, you know, how does it work? Not only that. Are you sure you might increase the number of leads and or your list? The question is, is it, are they quality? Exactly. Because it's not just, a, it's one of those things we've talked about a lot in that, you know, there's the vanity metrics, which is how many people did I get? How many signups do I have? All of that really great stuff. But it's wonderful and great if you've got an open rate of 60%, okay? But do those 60% of people then go on to become paying customers? Or, okay, you got a, a wonderful conversion rate on, uh, on your landing page, right? But are they the right people? Are they people that will become a part of your community, that will become a part of your customer base, that will refer you on to others? Um, so it's not just about the raw numbers, but it's about the actions they take after the action you first asked them for. Yeah. You know, another thing that's important to know with landing pages is the design. And we had a mm-hmm. guest speaker who talked about the importance of, of landing page design and going with copy because you may have an amazing headline, but if it doesn't look right and or is presented right, mm-hmm. um, you're going to ha- you're going to have a problem. And that, that, that really goes into, I mean, if you've got the big giant long headline, there's some people where I think like the entire thing that they write is one giant headline. And you're like, the, I, I'm, I can't even follow what's going on here. But, um, you know, it, it, those types of things are important. So the visual looks and the visual design is, is important to take into consideration when you're sitting down and, and writing the copy just as much. Absolutely. You want to be able to drop the copy in to something that um, we'll follow the psychology of the design. We'll follow the psychology of your buyers. We'll follow um, what people's expectations are. You know, we've talked about that a bit too, where, you know, just because the copy on your website might be super, super strong, but if you've not updated since 1999, no one is going to stay on your site because they assume that there's no one behind the wheel. And that kind of goes into the landing page as well. You know, does the, you know, yes the design, no. though, ah, you- hold on. <laughs> Okay. But the design not only needs to match uh, really well and uh, f- flow with the copy, but you also want the design to be a representation of your brand, right? You don't want to just choose random colors and then expect more random colors and then more random colors. Some of the best and highest converting stuff I've ever written looks 
looks horrendous. I mean, it's, and it looks like it might be written on a typewriter <laughs> on the web, but it can, but it converts like crazy. So just because it looks old doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't work. It's, it's, it's a testing thing. Make sure that you're, you know, it's, it's all about what is it that works. Absolutely. It's all about testing, finding what works. And, you know, um, there is something to be said for following the, uh, you know, the rule of thumb before trying to break the rules. Yeah. Well, you know, if you just, if you don't know the rules and you break them, that doesn't make you a genius. It actually makes you a, a, you know, an imbecile, right? So you have (laughs) to know the rules. Exactly. You have to know the rules to know when it's appropriate to break them. And, and when it's not, and that goes, that goes without saying for a lot of different things, but, um, you know, just breaking the rules because, and you don't know what the other, you know, you don't know what the rules are and you're breaking them. That's not necessary. That's not a good thing. (laughs) Absolutely. So we've talked about the framework of a landing page, making sure number one, you know what the goal of your landing page is. Number two, that you have a headline, that you have a lead, you have a clear call to action. You can test that call to action and to make sure that the the flow of the copy uh, guides the reader to uh, understand where the problem is and then how your solution, whether that is selling something, whether that is gathering their email address in exchange for something, no matter what it is, to make sure that flow kind of guides the reader um, to understanding the connection. Uh, any, any other final thoughts on landing pages and what you need to include in one uh, to, to create a strong, strong performance? No, I kind of think your overview really did a your, your wrap-up overview did a good job. Aw, wrap-up overview. So thank you for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we talked about landing pages, the framework to create them, and why it's important to follow the rules first before you learn to break them. Until next time. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guest. <laughs>